0: What is going on everyone? It's your girl Alondra and I'm your host for Love for Jesus. And on today's episode, it is a bonus episode because the every other Sunday is getting to me because I have so much to say. You know, I am basically here to help you through your generational curse breaker journey. Um and I just think that there's so much to say. There's so much to say. There's so much revelation. There's so much that people tell me based on my podcast or what they're going through, and I just want to spread the good news. I want to spread what is out there to be able to help you. And on today's episode, it has to do with doubt like the title will be doubt because doubt is such a heavy burden on all of us and i just feel like there isn't enough people talking about it um but i just i just wanted to talk about this Um, I'm here to simplify the gospel to help you understand it and kind of guide you while giving you what I've been through, you know, through my experiences, what I've read in the Bible. That's just like, wow, like that really stands out to me, you know. So on today's episode, I just really want you to think about the people that have doubted you. Okay, Um, I do want to say a quick prayer before we get into this, because this is like a, this is a very sensitive topic for a lot of people, and I just want to make sure that we go into this, like, you know, God-centered, focused, if that makes sense, if it doesn't, I pray that it does, so if we could just all bow our heads, we're gonna do a quick prayer, um, in this prayer, Father God, Heavenly Jesus, my God, um, I just pray that you give us clarity. I pray that you allow us to focus on this message because this message, a good majority, (laughs) kind of most of us have been triggered by doubts, by people that have hurt us by not believing in us. Um, And I just pray that you give us clarity, that you give us an open-minded, open-heart type of look into this episode. I pray that they just think about their past, but again, not live in it, Um, because that's how we grow from our mistakes. Um, I pray that whatever they listen to, that it sticks to them and that it guides them through the rest of the week. I pray that they look at my mistakes and be like, "Oh my god, like I do, I don't want to do those mistakes because of how she dealt with it." Now if they do these mistakes, it's okay. Like it's okay to make mistakes and I say it all the time. It's such a beautiful thing cuz that's how we grow. Father God, I pray over their heart over whoever hurt them because They didn't know better. They didn't know you, Jesus, the true you to be able to portray that. So when people don't know of you, it's hard to portray and, and like mirror kindness, sweetness, encouragement, support. So I pray that again, when they listen to this podcast, that something sticks to them, that they are able to see past their blurred vision, that there is more out there, um, that doubt is not going to take a stronghold that, um, chains will be broken when they listen to this podcast because there is freedom. There is freedom of letting things go. Um, so, I, I again, I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for allowing me to express myself in a manner that is, like, God-centered. Uh, we love you. We honor you. And amen. All right, guys. So we're going to go straight into announcements this time just because, like, announcements are such a big part of this whole podcasting, right? Um, so... This morning I woke up, like, it is, what time is it right now? Um, uh, it's 10.31 a.m. I have church in about 30 minutes. Um, I don't feel rushed because I'm going to be there for the 1 p.m. as well. But um, I wanted to get into the announcements because this morning I woke up at 6.30, around there. Normally I wake up at like 5, 5.30, but I gave myself some time. Um, to rest because I went to the gym and I was like all over the place anyways I woke up at six thirty, and as soon as I like woke up I started to pray and I was just like prayer requests I need someone to give me prayer requests so in that way I can pray for them so let's actually look it up right now uh so I think that it's a beautiful thing um to have people interceding for us like praying for us in a good way obviously because like we don't want to sit here and like Wish pad upon someone ever. Um, So it's very important to, like, be able to pray for others. So I'm going to pull this up right now. Um, I don't feel... Sorry, guys. Give me one second. Maybe I can pull it up through my phone. Okay, so basically... Um, it is a link that's going to be in my bio. This link is going to be called prayer request. In this prayer request, you don't have to say your name. It doesn't have to like have full-on details, but a lot of people, like they don't have people to pray for them, or they're just scared to ask for prayer, which is completely fine. Um, I don't expect you to you know, go up to someone and be like, hey, can you pray for me? It's kind of like different when we're at church, but when we're not at church, it's just like... I need prayer, guys. Like, I'm going through something, and I want this to kind of go be your go-to, but not your go-to in a way. Like, God should always be your first to go-to. If you're having any issues, any problems, or anything like that, God should be your first go-to. Not your friends, not your family, not social media. God should be your go-to when you have any issues, any problems. When you feel like something is impossible, go to God. That is the only person and uh, the only God that can help you. Not me, not another podcaster, not music, not a friend, not your boyfriend, not your girlfriend, not your aunt. No, none of that. Only Jesus can help you, can truly help you. But yeah, so this prayer request link is going to like ask you for your name or you can leave it anonymous. Yes, it's going to ask you for your email, but it's not going to show it to me. So I won't be able to see who the prayer request is unless if you put the name there. Now... um. It'll give you a box to put in a paragraph of what it is that you want me to pray for. Now, there is another second box, and I think that this is very intentional because I want to be able to get more information on who or what it is that you want me to pray for. So, for example, let's say that you need this test to pass because you paid for this nursing test like three times and this is it. Like, you cannot continue to, to fail these tests and you need to pass it this time. You can have me pray for that by sending a picture of what it looks like and like a title or just a picture of yourself with like, I don't know, a pencil or something. I don't know, explaining it, what it is that you want me to pray for. That is a quick example. Now, a more into detail example would be, God forbid, your family gets into a car accident and um, they're in critical condition and their legs need to be amputated or their arm or there's something going on with their brain. You can send me a picture of it just so I can have an idea. I'm about to cry (laughs) because this is so intentional, (laughs) but just hold on guys. Healing. okay there is healing there is healing whether it's it has to do with your physical self there it has to do with you spiritually mentally emotionally there is healing and i i think that it gets me so emotional because i want to be able to help people and it just it's like this is this is something deep you know anyways so if you send me a picture of like let's say the legs, the arms or just a family member in a bed because something happened to them, and they can no longer move. Sorry guys um or it's somebody that just got diagnosed with cancer or something along those lines and you send me a picture so then I can have a visual understanding of what it is that you want me to pray for It's just a deeper context for me again, you don't have to put your name, you don't have to put your information it's just so I can have a deeper like intimate connection with Jesus while praying for you or that person or whatever it is, you know, if somebody could want like a house or a car or just something special that means so much to them, if you send me a picture of a car, I'm praying that that person receives a car in the name of Jesus. These are just examples, okay? Um, so this prayer request, it's just like something special to me that is literally. I woke up and I was just like, I need to do it, and I immediately did it. and It's already published. It's already done. It's ten thirty in the morning. I sent it to my best friend, and she's like, she loves this This is so intentional. Like this is genuine. All that. Oh, I have to do my makeup again. But yeah, so that's as part of the announcement. So. Let me know if you need prayer requests. I got you. But um, I'm also going to continue to do that every every other Sunday uh, release for my podcast. It will be Sundays at 6 p.m., like, you know, our holy day. And um, bonuses here and there because I can't commit to every single Sunday. But bonuses here and there I can do. Okay. All right. Cool. So in today's message, it has to do with doubt, like I said earlier. And when we talk about doubt, we need to think outside the box, not, you know, doubt coming from ourselves. Like, oh, we can't do this. We can't get this job. We can't get this house. I don't have enough money. All of that. Right. Sorry, I keep messing with my hair. I'm trying to make it look presentable for you guys. Um, Or Whatever. Anyways. um, So, yeah, doubt can come from your parents. Especially your parents, because you spend your whole a good chunk of your life with them, living with them. Um, friends. You know, we have friends where they're like so supportive, so caring, and then we have those that are not so supportive, not so caring, people that want to be like us, people that want to have the things that we have. Um, so they create doubt in our life because they just say things and it's just like a friend would not say that or a family member. Um, relationships, if you're with the wrong significant other they can create doubt and insecurities and stress and depression because of something that they say or they did um jobs if you don't get the job then you're like in doubt oh like I knew that I was going to get that job or I wasn't I knew I was going to get that um promotion um and then there's the house and then even being in school like School is so stressful for a lot of people because it, like, you have to manage your finances, your kids, um, your own personal life, and even a job. Going back to the job thing, it's like we all talk about how we want to be more free with our time and we want to go do things and all of that. But then we get caught up in the, I need to work, I need to work, I need to make ends meet, which is completely fine, but your family needs you too. Your personal self needs you too. School needs you too. So it's like a whole balancing. But that all creates doubt and it goes more into detail. Um, but it's like how people view you. Now, for example, there is people that have met me since I was a little girl, since I moved from Puerto Rico to Connecticut, from Connecticut to Delaware, from Delaware to Philly. And they just have this image of me as a little girl, naive, always goofy, um, you know, always boy crazy. And They probably look at me like, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She found Jesus. Oh, that's another thing that she's probably going to go through the seasons. And let's see how far that takes. There's people that probably think about you and me in that manner. Whether it's your parents, whether it's your friends, your family, a co-worker, a teacher, um, a coach. Somebody in your life that created such an impact in your life. That made you feel like you're not good enough. It's how people see you. So again, going back to how people see me, because you know, they just know a version of me. You could have known a version of me of a version version of me a week ago, a year ago, ten years ago. I am not the same person I was. I'm not the same person I was when I first had my first child, let alone you know who I was last year. I look at my baby. My baby just turned three years old yesterday, right? And I'm just like, wow, time has flown by, flown by. And I'm just like, I've changed so much. Just as much as he changed in the past three years. I have changed so much in the past six months. Like, it's it just how people see you and how you see yourself really affects your well-being. Now... We're going to talk about a story in the Bible that has to do with somebody's faith, people's faith in Jesus. Um, And even though people doubted God, he still made a way to prove them wrong without even trying to. Without even wanting revenge, without even seeking validation of any sort. He still went out of his way to do what he said he was here to do. Because his God, I mean, his father is God. Our father is God. So if God wants us to do something, he will make a way, right? So in this story, it's in uh, chapter, uh, it's Mark chapter 5, and um, it starts off in uh, verse 22. So the title of this is Jesus Raises a Dead Girl and Heals a Sick Woman. Okay, so hear me out. Just hear me out. Okay, so there was a leader and his name was uh, Jairus. And it says this, Jesus, he fell at his feet. My little girl is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and alive. Jesus went with him. So he didn't hesitate. He, he said, we're going to make this happen for you, right? So then um, a large crowd followed him and pressed around him. And a woman was was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Now you're like, oh, the story was talking about a little girl. And now there's, there's a, like a person that has been bleeding for 12 years. So this goes to show that God literally sat here sent jesus to heal people and not just to heal one person per every couple of days or per hours and whatnot it's literally like back to back okay so i i i pray that you get something out of that that just because god healed someone that doesn't mean he can't heal you right after or in a couple of days or in a couple of months or in a couple of years because sometimes people need to Take time and understand that prayer needs some time to come back too, okay? So the the woman waited 12 years. She bled for 12 years and she waited for this exact moment to come to Jesus because no doctor, no nurse, no medicine can heal her. Okay, she was the type of, per- oh, type of woman that people looked at her and was like, ew, like, I don't want to be touched by her. I don't want to be around her because she had the sickness. But after 12 years, she has suffered a great deal of under not under the care of many doctors and has spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she got worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She touched his cloak. okay. Like his robe, what he had on. Because she thought, if I touch his cloak, I will be healed. People, we can't even go out of our way to pray for Jesus. And we we talk about he's not here. How can you pray to someone that's not here? (laughs) Yo! Yo! And then right here it says immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt it in her body that she was freed from her suffering. She was freed from her suffering, brother. Brothers and sisters. <laughs> I'm so used to saying bro. Um hold on one second. I just want to make sure this is recording because this is spicy. Alright. Um all right. This is beautiful, I should say, not spicy. Um. at once Jesus realized that the power had gone out of him he turned around at the crowd and said who touched my clothes who touched me he's like what is going on like why are people touching me why just why he wants to know he's so curious he wants to know why that woman touched his cloak she immediately got healed Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell to his feet, trembling. I feel like I'm trembling right now. With fear and told him with the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. You ever meet someone and you do something kind for them? Or, or actually, no, they do something kind for you, and then they expect something in return. I'm sorry, sweetie. You can't do something for someone and expect something in return. Jesus did not heal this woman and said, give me money, uh, live with me and be my maid. Do this for me, do that for me. No, he literally said, go in peace and be free from your suffering. How beautiful is that? How beautiful is our God? How beautiful? <laughs> I just can't. I literally cannot. So we're going to continue to keep reading real quick. Um, because we have to go back to Jesus raises a dead girl. Okay? So, uh, the synagogue leader. So the leader from the beginning. Named Jairus. Jairus, um, Jairus yeah. Jairus. <laughs> Your daughter is dead, they said. Why, brother... Why Why bother the teacher anymore? So God overheard that, or Jesus overheard that, and he said, do not be afraid, just believe. Just believe. Like a small mustard seed of faith can move mountains. He said, he did not let anyone follow him except Peter and James and John and the brother of James. Uh, People were crying and just sobbing their eyes out. So when he went and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. These people be getting me upset, okay? Reading the Bible sometimes is like, how dare you? How dare you laugh? My Jesus. Like, I be getting so, uh. um, So... They doubted him right there. They doubted him again. They, they just laughed at him. And that's what a lot of people do to us. They laugh at us. We say, oh, we're going to own a big mansion one day. They laugh at us. We say, we're going to get the, the best job. We're going to hit six figures. They're, they'll laugh at us. We'll say like our dreams to our parents or a family member or a friend. Don't laugh at us. You'll never be able to do that. Who do you think you are? Little Alondra. That literally was raised outside, didn't even have an actual house or somewhere to cook. Look at where she's at today. If you personally know me, or once again to know me, um, you'll understand where I'm at in life, and people ask me, How do you have so much joy? I have so much joy because God has shown me how good of a good, good father He is. So go ahead and laugh. Let them laugh. Let them laugh. Let them mock you. Let them, you know, judge you and talk about you. Let, let it be. It's completely fine when they do that. Because just, just understand that God has a bigger plan for you that I, myself, can't even understand. Nobody else can ever understand besides God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, it doesn't have to make sense to nobody else but you. Let's continue. So he took her by the hand. So now he went into the little girl's room with the mom and the dad. Um, and uh, he said, he took her by the hand and said to her, Talithia Kum, which means little girl. I say to you, get up. So let's let's imagine this we Jesus is going into a room where a little girl is dead right he says to the to the people the child is not dead she's just sleeping so they think he's crazy he goes in there and he holds her hand he tells the little girl get up you would think that if the little girl is dead that she wouldn't wake up she wouldn't walk she wouldn't listen to Jesus but then in the Bible, it says, Immediately, the little girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. 12 years old! The woman waited 12 years to get healed. This little girl was 12 years old. <laughs> and at this very... At this at this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders to not let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Um just so you guys know, there's certain things in the Bible that I don't know how to pronounce, or there's a lot of people that don't know how to pronounce certain words, so don't ever feel like, oh my god, like she sounds stupid, or I sound stupid, like I can't read the Bible, it's too complicated. Like it is okay, just take your time. (laughs) Just take your time. Or go to Google and ask for it to be pronounced. Um, But he gave a strict order not to let anyone know about this. So he just brought a little girl from the dead back alive. And he doesn't want nobody to know. He doesn't want nobody to know. That's deep. He literally just healed someone That to that extent. And he doesn't even want nobody to know. That is crazy. That is crazy. You know, so society, social media makes it seem like, oh, I did a good deed. I have to go on social media and I have to post about it so people see. There's a version of that that is like great. And then there's another version of that that is not so great. Because you should be content with just God seeing what you did. Your kind gesture, God should be the only one to be able to see it. And you should feel just as good about it as if it was on social media and getting all this attention from everybody. Now, I'm not saying that you going on social media and posting that you fed a homeless and that you went and you did a good deed for someone is a bad thing. No, I'm just letting you know. I'm, I'm telling you that it shouldn't be like something that you constantly do because of a bad motive meaning if you have ill intentions or a bad motive as to oh I'm gonna get so much attention I'm gonna get so many more followers I'm gonna get so many likes and I'm gonna grow famous because I'm I'm doing this no it's all about the motive behind it you know you have a kind heart God knows your heart you're doing this for a good cause and you're doing it to influence other people to do so okay okay um So the fact that he saved someone and didn't want nobody to know about it, that just goes to show that God wasn't in this to get all praise, to to be the king, to be well known, like, oh, he saves lives, go to him, blah, blah, blah. No, that is not the title that he wanted. He just wanted people to know that he came to earth, God sent him, not to have people serve him, but to be his servant, God, good, loving servant. To show kindness, to show sweetness, to show support, so, to show generosity, to show all these good, positive characteristics, okay? um, And, and that kind of like sums it up in that aspect of this story. I just think that so many people doubted him, and even them right there, they doubted him. And it's just like, as a mom and a dad, I would not be laughing at that very moment, or... I, I, I Even if it was a friend or just somebody in the street that their daughter just died, I would not be laughing. <laughs> Listen, some of the stuff in the Bible, it'd it be, it'd be, it tiene hasta la coronilla. I don't even know if you guys know what that means, but it it basically means that it has me up to here because it's just like, I would never, I would never, I would never. Um. So yeah, I just think that that story was like very... It hit me, girl. It hit me, especially for me or guys. Um, Especially because I have like two kids. It's just like, wow, like her faith healed her. The woman that waited 12 years, the girl that was 12 years old, literally their faith and the parents' faith too, honestly, um, was that saved them. So in order to, to surround yourself with people that have faith like that, God will heal you. Just because of your friends, just because of your family, just because of the community that you're at. You know, it's like he knows that these people pray for you and care for you, and you're surrounded by God centered people. So that's like a first way to kind of let doubt go is by getting a community that believes in you, a, a community that supports you, a community that loves you and genuinely cares for you. Um, I feel like church. Has gotten me to a point where it's like I can count on more people than my finger than my hands could show you right now. Would you have if you would have asked me a year ago if I can count on that many people? Absolutely not. So I couldn't even count on my own mother or my own dad, let alone any other anybody else. Um. So a community, a godly community, has definitely helped me. Um. They keep me accountable. They held me to a higher standard, to be completely honest. When you're surrounded by so many people that just want more, it's like you want more for yourself, too. Um, watching things on social media that just pour into me and fill up my cup in a positive way. Not following people that post about drinking, smoking, going out clubbing, and just being trash and not doing anything with their life. And, and their time is coming too. Their time is coming, all right? I don't care what nobody says. That life is not for you for the rest of your life. There, There, there is a time in your life where you're going to say, I don't want this life for me anymore it's time to change or somebody's going to say something to you and it's going to hit you and you're going to be like wow like i definitely need to grow i don't want to be the same next year so that's okay you can do that for now i don't i'm not going to shame you for it or whatever that those are things that you have to go through like i went through all that i smoked i drank i went out partying i had a job that i was basically like wearing like these little strip as like nipple covers yeah, that's like more into detail. But yeah, I did all that stuff. So nobody could ever tell me. How is it that you're talking about something that you never even experienced? No, sweetheart. I have experienced it. And I am not the person that I was before. And if anybody was to say anything about that life where I lived before and that girl Alondra used to be at, that's not me anymore. Nobody can ever hurt me by using my past ever again. Because I live by Jesus, and I am by God's side. And nobody could ever take that away from me. I don't care how hard the enemy tries. He will never take away my faith. Ever! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I'm screaming. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I got the community. You go to church. You learn a lot of things. Um, uh, number two would be, like, put on the armor of God. So I don't know if you guys ever heard this, but there was a one time where I went to a young adult, which is like young adults getting together, um, speaking one another, getting in different groups, talking about Bible verses and our experiences and opening up and stuff like that. And one of the young adults, our main focus was put on the whole armor of God. So suit up. Okay. Um. And it basically is talking about the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation is the last piece of armor to put on as a symbol of readiness. And it's a vital piece. We must protect our thoughts where the enemy likes to attack. Okay. So uh, insecurities, anxiety, depression, um, you get all these different doubts. So he likes to attack your mind. OK, um, whether you believe in Jesus, God or anything along those lines, you still go through these thoughts that are just not pleasing. All right. Uh, the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate protects the heart and the vital organ. It is perfectly fitted to the soldier to protect. The righteousness is the result of intimacy with God. OK, um, seek daily. uh Like devotionals or a Bible verse or something or journal to get closer to God. The belt of truth. The belt is a crucial piece of a soldier as it it supports all the other elements of the armor. It must be secured in order to bear the weight of the armor. So it's something that keeps you in place, that keeps you in contact Um, and then there is a shield of faith. Even though we cannot see the Lord, we know he is there and believing in him is in all circumstances. Our faith shields us (laughs) from the enemy's attack. Okay. The sword, the sword, the the sword of the spirit. This is our weapon of defense, which is the word of God. So Ah! our Bible. Bible oh my god, you know what I want to show you guys something so so cute. I'm getting off track, but just super super quick Look at this Do You see this Do you see this? This is a holy Bible. It's literally smaller than my hand Okay, Uh holy Bible with the New Testament. Yes, it is super, super small. But I don't want anyone to ever try to make me feel uncomfortable about God's word. And I want to be able to take it out right there and then. Now, I did... This is a New Testament, so it doesn't have the Old Testament, so that's like, eh, it's okay, I'll get the Old Testament, but I just, like, this is pocket-friendly, okay, I want to take it with me everywhere because I want to be able to not feel uncomfortable when somebody asks me a question about God. I'd be like, wait, one second, let me read it, and and it's, it's readable, it's super tiny, but it's readable, my eyes are still there in the name of Jesus, okay, so back to that, that was the spirit of the uh, sword. For the sword of the spirit and the last one is the shoes of peace the shoes of peace are a display of who we are in christ we fight differently we fight spiritually we bring peace love and the good news of jesus okay so sharing your faith with others stand firm in truth and peace and always always be ready okay so these are just things that you can follow the the um the armor of god. So if you were to google it, if you were to text me like, "Hey, can you send me that page or whatever?" I got you. I can explain into detail with it. We can go into scripture and you want a Bible study real quick and you're confused about something. Alondra, yeah, I need you right now. Go ahead. You call me, okay? You call me. Or if you see me, just ask me a question. Um, and I would say like the third one would probably be your obedience to God. Um, I think that we all get caught up in our own life. And we forget that God is there 25, 8, you know, 24, 7, 24 hours, 7 days. No, he's there more than that. Okay. Um, So I just want to reiterate the fact that you have to have some type of obedience towards yourself and towards God. And just like towards your dream too. Because with all that doubt comes a lot of self doubt not just doubt or i can't get that job but it goes deeper it goes deeper and i just don't want you to get caught up in that so be obedient to what it is that you believe your faith um how you want to live um as long as it's in a positive you know way <laughs> um but yeah guys i think that that kind of like that kind of goes into detail with like everything that we kind of like talked about, um I think that there is a time for everything um oh wait, where is this part Oh I moved it, okay, um yeah, so I mean, God never overlooks you. God never looks at you and says, oh, she's not pretty enough, she's not rich enough, Um, she's not, she's not, like, nothing, we're all the same. I was telling myself in the shower this morning that there's times where I compare myself to other people and I'm just like, we all have the same Holy Spirit. We all have the same God, the same Jesus, the same breath, the same everything we all go to the bathroom, (laughs) we all like eat similarities, like we, we're all very blessed in many ways, and in God's eyes, we're all the same, I could know more of God than you listening to this right now, and you're still as equal to God as I am to you, if that makes sense, like God just sees all of us the same, okay, um, I pray that Uh, When you're done with this podcast, you get a sense of peace, okay? Because we're not perfect. We just deal with things differently. And sometimes it is okay to just go through the motions, you know, let things out. But just remember, don't live in your past. Don't live in what you lived yesterday, even earlier this morning. Um, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this. Ah! If you guys can please, please give me get feedback. You guys have been giving me like feedback on the podcast. But like how I talk, that would be good feedback too. Um, the next video or the next episode, which would be episode number four. Can you believe it? Episode number four. I cannot believe that I'm doing this today, right now. I think it's a little crazy a week earlier because I can't, I can't stop talking. I have so much to say. It's like if I had this mic, I would be moving it all over and I'd be like, Dios mio, por favor, cuida esta persona. Ayúdame. no, I wouldn't. I mean, I'd be hyped to talk like that. Like, God, please save this person, help this person and stuff like that. But I just have so much to say. I have so much to say, especially when the Bible backs me up. I'd be like, oh, that is the perfect source. That's the only source I want is the Bible. That's where you get the truth. That's where you get revelation and a whole bunch of good stuff. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the subscribers on YouTube. I looked the other day, and I had four subscribers, and I was like, oh, my God, that is so cute. Like, who are ya? it doesn't even show me who my subscribers is, so I can't even, like, go up to ya and, like, tell ya, you know, thank you for everything. Um, but yeah, the next episode, like I was saying, um, the episode number four, it's going to go into detail with being a mom and how I follow Christ while being a godly mother to my beautiful two children. Um, in the past uh, couple of episodes, I don't, I haven't talked too much about my kids. Um, I just want to remind you guys that this podcast is not meant for me. I'm just using my examples and whatever God gives me at that time in the Holy Spirit and how he prepares me. um, It's just like different parts of my life that will come up. And even though like my kids play a huge role, I didn't want that to be like... Or the Holy Spirit didn't want me to go straight into that. You know, this podcast is meant for a lot of different things. And um, I just want to make sure that I follow what God wants me to follow. And just remember that you're never late. Okay? You're never late. You're never late to anything because you're on God's timing. Okay? Um, uh, yes, yeah, so we'll be talking about how I guide or roller coaster through my mother-like life. And how things have changed in the past six years. Because my oldest is six. And then my youngest is three. Okay. So I'm really excited for that. Because I have so much to say too. It might be longer than this. But God bless you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing start to your week tomorrow. Just remember it is Monday. But that doesn't mean anything. Okay. You're going to conquer the week. You're going to do the best that you can. And that's all that matters. Do not let things get to you. Do not overcome things just because of others. Do it for your own feelings and your own accomplishments. Live by how God wants you to live and just be kind, be gentle, be sweet. And just smile at, at every single person that you can. I challenge you to smile at every person that you can um, when you go into work on Monday. Let's, let's normalize Monday not being that bad. Being a blessing that you get to go back to work because there's people that lose their jobs on Fridays and during the weekend. And here we are, going into work. (laughs) Um, But I love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing week. If you need me, you call me or you text me. Um, Yeah. Bye, guys. God bless.